0: Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is December 17th of 2022, and we're celebrating Saturday of the third week of Advent. But as we'll remark later, from December 17th until the 24th, the Church has us read particular readings which prepare us for the birth of Christ. So today's readings are proper to December 17th. Our Gospel then comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, the very beginning, chapter 1 verses 1 through 17. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab. Amminadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, Abijah, the father of Asapha, Asapha became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram, Joram, the father of Uzziah, Uzziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Amos, Amos, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile Jeconiah became the father of Sheltiel Sheltiel the father of Zerubbabel Zerubbabel the father of Abiud Abiud became the father of Eliakim Eliakim the father of Azor Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Akim Akim the father of Eliud Eliud the father of Eleazar Eleazar became the father of Mathen, Mathen the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is fourteen generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, fourteen generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, fourteen generations. As I mentioned before the Gospel, today we begin a special set of readings that spans from December 17th to the 25th. The Church gives us these readings that are directly related to the events surrounding the birth of the Messiah. Now today's first reading recounted for us the blessing that Jacob gave to Judah. Now it's interesting that Judah is the one who receives this great blessing, and will be the one honored by his brothers, because he's not the firstborn. Reuben is. But as Jacob tells Reuben, he says, Ru- You, Reuben, my firstborn, turbulent as water, you shall no longer excel. So it's rather Judah who unexpectedly receives the blessing, a blessing that we can only fully understand in light of today's gospel, wherein Matthew recounts for us the genealogy of Jesus. If Judah's blessing is a surprise, then Jesus' lineage should be even more startling not just because of all the difficult names to pronounce. This is the the bane of the transitional deacon's life, this gospel, all those difficult names. No, what, what really is startling for us is, in 18 verses, Matthew recounts all of Jesus' ancestors, starting from Abraham. But there's a number of surprise entries, people who made it into Jesus' lineage. For instance, we find, Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. That's a very polite way to address the issue, right? Matthew neglects to mention that Tamar was Judah's daughter-in-law, and that Perez and Zerah were their children because she pretended to be a prostitute. And Judah, her father-in-law, paid her for her services. Likewise, we heard that Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Now, this Rahab is also thought to have been a prostitute as well, It was in her inn that the spies from Israel took refuge in Jericho. So as a Canaanite, she shouldn't have been part of the chosen people, and especially not part of the lineage of the Savior. We also heard that Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Again, remember, Ruth was a Moabite. She shouldn't have been included in a decent Jewish family lineage. Perhaps the most interesting, though, is David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. If you worry about such things, in Luke's gospel, uh, which presumably traces Mary's lineage, we're given Nathan instead of Solomon. But tradition says that this Nathan is also a son of Bathsheba, so same difference. Now, the second book of Samuel takes 52 verses to describe this whole affair from start to finish, right? That, That she used to be the wife of Uriah, right? So how does the story go? Well, remember, David doesn't go off to war like he should. He can't keep his eyes under control. He goes out of his way to find out who the woman is, who's bathing when he should have just ignored her, then David goes and commits adultery, then he goes to great lengths to cover up his affair, and ultimately, ultimately murders Bathsheba's husband. And yet, as terrible as all of these things are, even all of David's failings play into God's plan. In Matthew 1.6, in just half a verse, as the evangelist is tracing out Jesus' lineage, we hear just simply, David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. That means the fruits of 52 verses of sin and more sin and repentance and punishment are summarized in half a verse. Now, the wife of Uriah really shouldn't be in the lineup for the ancestors of the Savior, but she is, because God knows and disposes all things. Here, then, we see quite clearly the tainted nature that we have, our fallen human nature. And yet, even in the midst of all that sinfulness— God raised up for us a Savior, not because we were perfect, but rather because we needed one. We have to have a providential vision of life, meaning to see all things as coming from the hands of the God who loves us. As we read elsewhere, all things work for the good of those who love God. God writes straight with crooked lines, and perhaps nowhere is that seen more clearly than now as we await the birth of our Savior through the intercession of Mary, our Lady of the Expectation, let's ask for the grace to live out these last days of Advent in a spirit of joyful hope, knowing that even in the midst of worldly problems and difficulties, our God has raised up for us a Savior.